0: I'm Dinah Jansen. As of February 4th, with Freedom Convoy, organizers vowing to stay in Ottawa and more people scheduled to roll into town to join the demonstration, some leaders are calling for increased measures, including calling in the Canadian Armed Forces to protect the neighbourhoods and residents. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has said... Using the military to clear the convoy is not in the cards. Now, into its eighth day in Ottawa, the RCMP will be deploying additional forces to assist Ottawa police with policing this demonstration. And here in the segment to chat about policing efforts being deployed to help end this tricky stalemate between the federal government and members of the trucker protest is Professor Andrew Graham from the School of Policy Studies here at Queen's University. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. Welcome. Glad to be here. Okay, so break it down for us, Andrew. What is the current situation, and why is there a stalemate in Ottawa right now? Well, you
1: know, when you get two people, uh, two two parties that come and state absolute positions, and then start digging themselves into a hole, that's the uh, magic formula for a stalemate, and that's what's going on here right now. First of all, you've got you've got this this protest, which is 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 uh, uh, making uh, un- I will, I will have to say unreasonable set of demands uh, in, in, in the circumstance and saying we're not leaving till we get freedom. Um, unfortunately, you've also then got a government that says we're not going to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been involved in hostage negotiations and in the development of crisis management systems for many decades. And the last thing you ever do is close the door. Uh, and uh, the first thing that seems to have happened is people both closed doors and started banging their heads against them.
0: And now what about the current policing situation in downtown Ottawa right now?
1: I think that the police, the Ottawa Police Service, should be commended for the excellent work they have done. They're, they are—they read, the, they've read the situation appropriately, uh, but the situation is going to get beyond them. Um the uh, I, I use other examples of other police deployments uh, because I work in police governance and with police services uh, across Canada, uh, not at the operational level. But I, I have seen uh, whenever there is a large protest, the first thing that the police have to do is respect the right of protesters to protest. Mm-hmm. The second is they have to contain and create and create uh, public safety, and this is where. Uh, ensure that public safety is, is sustained and this is where it gets trickier and trickier as longer as the longer it goes on okay uh-huh. um, and and so up up to this point uh the restraint the containment uh that they have been able to achieve has has been has been fairly effective uh, is it enough obviously not does it satisfy the citizens in, in the core? I, I, we have friends who we've talked to in the core and the noise is, is intolerable and uh, they are suffering uh, uh, because of that. <clears throat> that is, uh, is a situation that uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's going to escalate in one way, shape or form. And some, some form of further restraint is going to have to take place. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, we don't have a situation here where the police say that there's an insurrection. There's no evidence of an insurrection. That, uh, there's no, uh, the, 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 the comparison to the January 6th thing is obscene, absolutely. Because, mm-hmm. uh, and so therefore, there's no, there's no uh, a- anticipation that there'd be any further violence. Can you use the noise as, as a factor in the local disturbance? That's a judgment they're gonna have to make fairly soon, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. And and um and, and they're also straining their own resources, uh, and their uh there's there's uh, the freedom of movement of everybody else has been restrained. Uh when is enough enough? And when mm-hmm. is the deadline defined? So the, they, they began well, okay, as a police service, but the 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 uh the response because the protesters have said we're not leaving, okay, uh the the normal expectations of a protest have not been met in this circumstance. So we're faced with a real conundrum. here.
0: Okay. All right. And now what about uh, arrests and ticketing? Has that been uh, taking place at all?
1: Well, I'm, I'm only going on reports. I don't have any insider information. Yes. They're ticketing people and etc. cetera. Uh, mm-hmm. That that's, that's the first stage. Okay. Uh, right. So the real question then becomes uh, do they, do they, do they then intervene with respect to those who are, you know, let's face it, what, what's the problem here? It's, it seems to be the noise and the interference with people's movement. Uh, right. can, they, can they cause the noise to be restrained in some way, shape, or form? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, tick, they're, yes, they're ticketing, there's no question, but the next stage would be to remove them, Right.
0: Right. Well, my question, I guess, leading into my next question, then, given that uh, the GoFundMe campaign is the second largest successful fundraiser uh, for GoFundMe in Canada for this convoy, it's now over $10 million being raised, although from, at least from what I read last night, the Some of those funds are still being held back to make sure that rules and regulations according to GoFundMe are being met, but would even ticketing or arrests even be a deterrent at this point, given that there are millions of dollars available, perhaps also to support Legal fees, let alone uh, ticket costs, for some of these protesters—is that even enough of a deterrent? First of all, there's
1: the money is not a deterrent, and money is not an issue for the protesters. Right. Number two, uh, the the whole money issue is one that, once again, I'm going to move over to another the category that I started with on insurrection. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is what where is that money coming from? Right. And we don't know. Although I heard Rosie Barton say yesterday that it, mon, mon, there's money from American sources in there. Uh, then that starts to become incredible. And it's a question of the credibility of who's actually running this thing. But let's let's just face it. This is a dedicate. They're dedicated to a cause. They don't care. I mean, they get a ticket. That's a that's a little what's where with pride. OK, you know, yeah, it's irrelevant. It's not it, it's not going to work. Um, I think that that's the police are doing that uh, appropriately, and that it, it's it's the law, but they're doing it as much as they can to sort of satisfy the public that they're doing as what as uh, as uh, uh, take a reasonable steps to uh, mm-hmm. to uh, to deter this stuff. But it's not going to deter anything. We have mm-hmm. a high degree of commitment to cause here. Okay.
0: Okay. And now, what about uh, the police resources being used? Uh, in the stalemate and uh, at what point might they become just overwhelming or exhausted?
1: Well, they probably are now. Okay. Um, I mean, the, the, uh, the, uh, you know, the the Ottawa police service is a very, very good police service, but I mean, it's now, it's now drawing in and always bothers me when these things happen uh, in, in, in large cities, when you have these massive demonstrations and think about the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the big demonstrations in Toronto mm-hmm. uh, over the years, especially when the, it was the, the G20 demonstration. I mean, essentially, one of the findings of that inquiry afterwards was that the rest of the city wasn't getting protected because all of those resources. So, so Ottawa is really suffering as a result of this, and, and, you know, it's getting additional support. But essentially, this is a policing action. And, and and it's extraordinary, and so extraordinary steps should be taken to support them. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they should be replaced at this point. Okay.
0: Okay. And now, uh, as I mentioned at the top, uh, as of today, February fourth, uh, the RCMP will be deploying additional forces to assist the Ottawa police with this demonstration. Is this going to be enough to resolve the stalemate in your mind?
1: Well, no. I, I mean, it'll it'll be enough to to. To make the, the the policing current policing system model work a little better and really mm-hmm. give some relief to the LPS sorry the, the Ontario, uh, Ottawa, Ottawa Police Service, uh, but it will not right. solve the stalemate. The stalemate is only going to get okay. solved once they you know as I say there's two parties that dug themselves into a hole and they've got to they they've got to resolve it. It's not going to get resolved. And uh, Chief Stoley has been dancing around because, because he's being politically correct and sensitive to saying, this. I can't fix this. But he's basically said that the last three days. And he's absolutely right. It's not that he's incapable of fixing it. He's saying, this is a democratic country where demo- protests are allowed. This one has gone a little weird. Uh, I can't
0: fix this just by policing. And ticketing and stuff like that. He's right. So, and now let's uh, move over to the Emergency Act and whether the government is considering it. First, what is the Emergency Act, and why might it be considered? The Emergency,
1: the emergency Act came out came out of the nineteen seventies and the in the Quebec situation, and and it's basically it's an act that gives the government the power to declare extraordinary powers in an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, And those extraordinary powers have a lot to do with with liberty, uh, you know, uh, issues of liberty free, uh, you know, uh, uh, the ability to arrest people and detain people without without uh, the normal uh, criminal justice uh, rules being applied. The ability to deploy um, um, armed services, um, although that 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 also exists in the Defence Act under the uh, under the uh, 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 aid to the civil power, uh, and so it's 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 never been the government of Canada has never invoked it, mm-hmm. okay? and it was it was envisaged as something that would be uh, in 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 the face of a of a of an insurrection that threatened the country. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This is not an insurrection that threatens the country.
0: Okay? Right.
1: This is a massive inconvenience that uh, is not getting resolved, uh, and it's a pain. But it, it, it's not a, it, it would be shocking to see the Emergency Act used in this kind of situation.
0: Okay. The other part
1: is the other part is. Let's take a look around the world and realize that how governments respond to these things can cause what's called the contagion factor, okay? And that's where all of a sudden things pop up across the country out of general sympathy, or it draws out uh, it draws out uh, others into the protest. We're starting to see this. It's happening in Toronto this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen in Montreal or, or, or Quebec. I don't know exactly what's going on. It's obviously happening down in Coutts in Alberta. And if the government response were excessive, it could draw things out even further, because we're lo- we're, we're 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 working in the framework of a very profound social pro- social problem called COVID, and it, it's it's drawing on a, a general view that maybe you know frustration you know everybody's tired mm-hmm. right. Go back to two thousand and eighteen, and look at what happened in France with the Yellow Jackets, a small protest, just about brought down a president because of the way he responded to it and became a massive social protest that began with fuel prices and ended up with the same kind of wild demands that we're seeing this bunch of people.
0: Uh, Okay, and now to the question about uh, involving or calling in Canadian Armed Forces. Uh, which has been talked about uh, by a number of media organizations and pundits. Is this uh, in the cards, so to speak? And what impacts would calling the CAF in to resolve the situation, what impacts would this have uh, on political or even constitutional grounds?
1: Well, it's say to the civil powers, I've already said. Okay.
0: Right. What would they do?
1: Okay. I mean, th- I think that has to be the key question. What are you calling them in to do? But the question is, do you, you want them to simply, you know, uh, create a perimeter and, and, and do a passive role? Um, do you want them to go in and attack Canadians?
0: No, I don't see that. Uh, I don't uh, envision that, right? See, see the,
1: the implication of it is that, like, I, I think if, if there was a tactical issue here where at the end of the day... That zone was cleared out of people and they had to get the machines out. Call in anybody, I don't care. But a conflict, think of the ramifications and the implications of the Oka crisis. That's when the army was called in. Think about these things, um, and, and uh, uh, these things have a tendency of creating impacts that are totally unintended. And the government has to be very careful in its response that it doesn't a- accelerate or exaggerate or cause other people to join in
0: mm-hmm.
1: or to, to develop a sympathy for these people. Now, the good news for the government is that these people are hard to be sympathetic with, okay, because of the way that they're handling the media, but uh, and, and, and generally their behavior. But uh, I mean, I think the government would not call in the army. I mean, the government hasn't done anything. Okay, the government has stuck its head in the sand and said we're not we're not talking to you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, the first rule of effective negotiation is to never say never. <laughs> okay, right. To keep the door open.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: to keep you know the the second the second rule is to engage. Uh, And at the moment, the government has said, get out of town. Uh, We're not going to talk to you. Uh, And and that doesn't mean, uh, you know, as as the media will, will, will catch on, you know, talk to the prime minister. Uh, but there's no negotiator. There's nobody standing, sort of saying, I, on behalf of the government, <laughs> "Welcome to Ottawa." <laughs> you know, when are you leaving? Uh, but but you know what I mean. <laughs> there's nobody sort of saying, "How can we? How can we work our way through this?" Uh, Etc. Uh, instead, they're playing the game through the media, which is is profoundly dangerous. Uh, profoundly dangerous because it invites hardening of positions. And secondly, they're both bringing the both parties are bringing totally hardened positions to the to the beginning of things. Uh, and then they're not talking to each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Okay. Now, I don't know, like, you know, I'm not privy here. Right. They may be talking, but there's no evidence that that's happening.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay.
1: Um, would there be a
0: formal sit down of some kind? Yeah. I mean, there should be. So would that be your prescription then is uh, sitting down at some kind of negotiating table set yeah. up on mutually agreeable yeah. terms well, and I territory? Don't,
1: I, mean, okay. I don't I don't care who they send in to to talk. I mean uh, at the moment I mean unfortunately it, it all turns into I want to have Justin Trudeau here. Well Justin Trudeau's the decision maker and and, and in, in any of these events you never send in the decision maker. You send in an interlocutor or, or somebody who is going to carry the message back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's the smart thing to do. And in fact, you'd send a group of them. But it, my, my, I mean, my basic point is that sending the army has to be seen as an ext- in extremis. There has to be some reason for it. We'd be at, uh, apprehended ins- insurrection, which we don't have evidence for. Uh, foreign interference might be, but there's not. Aside from the goofiness of some of the stuff at the beginning, around you know, uh, putting the governor general, having the governor general fire everybody, uh, you know, which suggests some like they don't understand the Canadian scene. Um, the real need here is is for for them just to sit down and talk, and and talk now is is the only way that this is ever gonna is ever gonna fade out. Um, there's no basis. For, uh, for 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 uh, 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 a use of force intervention at this juncture.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And now with to that end too, uh, it sounds to me that if there were um, uses of force, for example, through uh, involving Canadian armed forces and enabling the uh, emergency act, that seems to be a powder keg uh, right there and and would seem to only, fuel the arguments of the convoy folks uh, that are putting forward related to uh, questions about freedom and rights in Canada well,
1: you know one of the things you do not want to achieve uh, you want you don't want to see out of these these things uh, and, and, and from a government point from a good government point of view I don't care whether it's liberal or conservative or just from a good stable society point of view is to create heroes mm-hmm. Okay. And to create heroes for the wrong reason, and um, and this would create for a segment of the population some heroes. You know, they could become, let's say, let's say hypothetically, the army goes in on February the fifteenth, and they could become, you know, the heroes of February fifteenth. You know, the and, and 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 that 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 would then fuel uh, what I I think is a fairly a strong. Um, but, but I'm, I'm trying to choose my words carefully here, <clears throat> a, a fairly strong, but small group of people who oppose the whole of the efforts to deal with, with COVID uh, and the complications and difficulties that is, as being translated into vaccine, mm-hmm. stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and as such, uh, it would then, from a, a good government point of view, first of all, make it even harder to deal with COVID. And secondly, it would it would it would for it would create a radicalization of of certain groups that we don't need to have happen in this country. It's not healthy for the country, mm-hmm. and yeah.
0: But in terms of hero uh, creation, for example, uh, last night I saw on Instagram a a video footage of a woman standing at the tomb of the unknown soldier, and there is apparently a search out for this person uh, suspected or being accused of desecration of that tomb she stood uh, from what i saw in the video she was standing on the pedestal of the statue and yelling freedom but did not you know vandalize the 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 thing so what's happening here in terms of hero creation and that the media itself is sharing the story too
1: well yeah but, but no sorry with respect though, like that that's actually why i said at the beginning this group brought a lot of stupidity to this to this table because why 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 that person would do that not realizing that that individual act is doing huge damage to any public sympathy that they may have ever thought they were going to get, okay? That's not creating heroes. What I'm talking about is if you see the army sweep through, and I don't know how many people are in there, Okay. Let's say there's 150 people there. I don't like. I, do you have any? I don't know what the number is. I have no idea. Yeah. And and all of a sudden we see 150 Canadians being gassed, being you know being chained, being thrown to the ground, etc., and and being dragged away. Um, that that will satisfy a lot of the public. By the way, <laughs> but I, I, I'm talking about radicalization here and creation of heroes for a small group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Uh, Would that spark other other demonstrations? It's entirely possible. I don't know. Okay. Okay. And I think this weekend and the next few weeks will uh, next little while. I better not say weeks. It sounds like I'm predicting a length here. But but, uh, the next little while we'll see whether or not there are not going to be more sympathetic demonstrations across the country.
0: Okay. Well, thank you very much. We really do appreciate your time and your comments today. We've been chatting with Professor Andrew Graham all about what's happening in Ottawa with the Freedom Convoy and uh, Ottawa policing and what might happen in terms of potential invocations, whether or not that will happen with the Canadian Armed Forces or the Emergency Act. Thank you very much for joining us today and sharing so much of your time. A real pleasure. Thank you.